0: Welcome back to another episode of the Wheel Hill Show. Today, I got uh, one of my newer, I guess we could say we're friends with, associates. We know each other's name. Uh, <laughs> Kyle <laughs> Allen. It's okay. You can say token white guy. It's cool. No, my, the last race we had was, was a white guy. We oh pulled. damn Now nah. I can't take that title. <laughs> Man. You try no, uh, yeah 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 both of their
1: names are kyle i just how yeah. many white dudes are named kyle <laughs> i don't know too many man <laughs> i answered that for you too many man <sighs>
0: kyle tell the people who you are
1: all right I, i'm kyle allen um aside from being quaint to will i've also been doing stand-up comedy for five years which has brought about many accomplishments such as Running an open mic in Bolingbrook and somehow not killing myself.
0: <laughs> so how'd you get started in comedy?
1: Oh, uh, so the usual depression. Because <laughs> I got depression. Not- <laughs> but uh, if you want to go real deep with that. So um, I've, I've talked about this before in my act, but I actually did go to music school for a little while. Chicago College of Performing Arts, uh, part of Roosevelt University up in uh, the Loop. Okay. I studied for jazz, and I'll be clear, I wasn't like a real huge jazz head. It's just, I want to play guitar. (laughs) And I thought that, you know, you can make a a career just playing guitar. (laughs) Nothing else. No, not like teaching. No, no, just playing guitar. Right, right, right. Like, I
0: know how to play. Oh, here's some money.
1: So, yeah. (laughs) um, was doing music school for a while, then uh, a couple of buddies of mine, they're, we were trying to get into writing, and they were trying to do like this review show, so to speak. You know, similar to shows like Nostalgia Critic, stuff like that. You know, shows that people don't watch anymore. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But uh, got into writing. Even went so far as to write a screenplay, like a full like ninety page screenplay. That oh, thing didn't go. That thing didn't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Don't, don't, the, don't, don't, don't the, get too <laughs> impressed. It didn't go anywhere. It's somewhere in my drawer.
0: You can always blow the dust off that thing.
1: If, as long as it isn't covered in mold, that's all it matters. <laughs> I mean, it's been well, even still, a you
0: can use it as a point of reference. <laughs>
1: I can use that as a bragging point. It's like, hey, I read a screenplay book and I put it to use. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, once I found out that shit wasn't going to work out, then I started doing stand-up comedy.
0: And yeah, we're here right now. Do you remember... Your first time going up, what was like your <sighs> first like joke? What was like what was like the moment you was like, Okay, this is the joke. It's gonna work. This is my first joke. I'm okay, ready.
1: so I can tell you in detail <laughs> how my first set went, but I can't exactly remember the first joke. But here was how that shit went down. So um started in twenty fifteen. Uh, first set was over at Riddles County Club, and also
0: I think that's where you got started too, right? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's why I met you. He was a DJ.
1: DJ is a. That's giving me a bolder title than it should be.
0: I just <laughs> I just play songs off Spotify. That's all. <laughs> no, because like my first time, my first time going up, you didn't even go up that time. Yeah. So. I mean, just off for that I item, like okay, he's just a DJ. But then, like the next time I came, you went on stage, and I was like, oh, he does both. Oh, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And So like it was, it was, it was a nice surprise.
1: Yeah, I would say that's a that's a good way to put a nice surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, I went to Riddles Comedy Club. Uh, prior to starting there, I uh, went there just to watch, just to see how it was, you know, what to expect, who was funny, like how exactly they were getting laughs the people who sucked, how exactly they were sucking, what not to do, so on and so forth. Of course. So for my first set, I just didn't really know what to write for my first five-minute set, but I decided (laughs) that, you know, it would be a good allegory for my first time doing stand-up. I was going to do a five-minute set about masturbation. Oh, the whole set. Because I was a fan of Louis C.K. And that wasn't going to bite me in the ass anytime soon. (laughs) So I managed to write five minutes of masturbation jokes. And I put jokes in very, very loose quotations here. (laughs) Like the jankiest of quotations possible here. (laughs) Because basically my jokes at times like, hey, masturbation, am I right? (laughs) It wasn't like that, but you get the point. It was hacky. There was no structure to it because I didn't know there was structure. Most people who are doing comedy for the first time don't know there's such a thing as structure. Right, right. However, though, I wasn't just satisfied with doing five minutes of cheap masturbation jokes. I decided to throw in a Hitler joke in there, too, in the middle. <laughs> because, you know, that's still relevant. That well hasn't been dried up anytime soon. Never. Never. So, go up, do my sets. Somehow did not bomb, which is miraculous. <laughs> I don't know if the adrenaline was making my performance interesting, or maybe the couple that was laughing thought that this was my make a wish
2: <laughs> and that they just felt bad for
1: me. Say, so laugh at the kid, he's dying soon. <laughs> he has a beard, but he still has cancer. <laughs> but, um, so I do my set, and then the host at the time, very uh, classy guy, uh, goes up and says, uh, Bro, you did five minutes about masturbation and Hitler jokes. You are the stereotype of a first timer. And, uh, yeah, there's really not much to say beyond that. He was right. That was basically <laughs> a stereotypical first-timer set. But you know what? Uh, I say this to people who uh, want to start doing comedy. It's like the first time that you start doing it don't mean shit. It, it's just a hurdle. Right. It's just a, an obstacle. Like People get like so hung up on that. Like I see dudes who want to do this, but every time like I see them come around just to watch the show, it's like, why don't you do it, man? Why don't you go up? It's like, oh, no, 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 not ready. Not ready. <laughs> fuck that, man. Just go up, man. Because that first time doesn't determine what type of comic you're going to be. Man. Right, right. The years that you put into the game determine the type of comic you're going to be. The right. first time, it don't mean shit. Yeah. I mean, you don't expect to learn to start swimming until you actually hop in the pool.
0: Exactly. You can't do it on land.
1: <laughs> I mean, you could. You just look fucking ridiculous.
0: <laughs> no, you you want to do like
1: butterfly strokes, like walking around the block and all that. <laughs>
0: just practicing breaststroke just walking around <laughs> look like you peacocking <laughs> that'd but be I, interesting <laughs> I was telling Courageous on the way here uh, you had got me with the same music twice like back to back what's that that song jump jump oh crisscross yeah crisscross he got me crisscross back to back and like I mean, I just roll with the punches, and, I mean, of course, I'm still new, so, like, I had, like, yeah. what I wanted to say in my head, but I'm like, hey, you playing, you playing crisscross and expect me to jump? Yeah, that's not going to happen, like. <laughs> and then, like, right after that, you go, yeah, I'm playing that for you next week, too. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. If I know that you react to it, rather a positive or
1: negative way, I'll probably keep playing. I mean, why do you think I still play Uptown Girl for Alan Ford? <laughs> or, uh, okay, so you guys may not get this joke because you – you guys haven't been around back then, but uh, every now and then for Ike Moore, mm-hmm. I'll play The Twist by Chubby Checker, <laughs> <laughs> and that's because, going back to a uh, running joke that we had ever since, I, us- I used to run this open mic in uh, Palo Sides called Mr. Moe's, and uh, my co-producer said that Ike looked like Chubby Checker. <laughs> so we will play the twist.
0: <laughs> I can see it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, Joe kind of persisted. You know who, who's one of my favorites from Riddles, man, is, is Mo Butter.
1: Mo Butter butter
0: is something else. Like (laughs) He's good people. He really is, man. Great person, but he's he's hilarious in his own right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, He's just a a very interesting dude. Like,
1: every week he shows up wearing a traffic vest, a bright orange (laughs) traffic vest, and this big-ass backpack. And... He looking like he's Rambo trying to reconnect with his Vietnam buddies, <laughs> looking for a job. He had a flashback,
0: and he's just I got everything. I am ready for Nam. He's
1: about to get you know holed up by police for vagrancy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Before we started recording, we was talking about our buddy Daryl, and um... <laughs> yeah, I remember Daryl <laughs> went up there in the trench coat, and it was it was just hilarious, like. First off, Daryl's an actor. Daryl, if you're watching this, you're an actor. By all means, keep doing comedy, mm-hmm. but it was hilarious. Like the moment he started talking, like since I know him, I'm like, all right, he's acting right off yeah. the bat. He's gonna act, and then <laughs> we had to play him on stage, right? <laughs> I believe I had to cut his mic.
1: Oh, I had to cut the mic. <laughs> yeah, I cut the mic because he ran the light by. Okay, so really, so hold on, and, wait. For and...
0: people who don't know, when you go to open mic, you get what four to five minutes.
1: Five minutes maximum, four minutes if there is a lot like of people. A assignment. lot of people.
0: Which we haven't had that in a while, but that's a different thing altogether. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so you get five minutes. You get five minutes to get on stage and practice your sets. Mm-hmm. Or if it's your first time, get up there. See how I feel. Whatever. You got five minutes to talk whatever you want into the mic. And um my homie Daryl gets up there and just you say he was damn near the nine minute mark. Like Yeah. <laughs> so usually you get on stage, they give you the light for a minute, right? Mm-hmm. You get you get uh, the one light saying there's one minute left, so you kind of know where you're at. And then they give you another light, usually like a double light, right, that it's time to get off.
1: If you're really stretched, it, we will give you the strobe light. The strobe and that, light. And that's basically saying, look, we were nice before, man.
0: Come on, dude. And then once you progress past that, it goes to the DJ playing you off, like turning the music up gradually. <laughs> and I don't like doing it because, you know, sometimes – there are dudes who can get pretty heated by that, man. Yeah. and Then, I guess all that fails cut the mic.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Daryl got to cut the mic. And <laughs> was still talking. Like. <laughs>
1: yeah, he just couldn't get the hit of me. I'll, I'll give him Gusto that he
0: has. Uh, he has the drive. You know, like, <laughs> he's got a lot to say. He prepared for this moment. Yeah. No, it was. It was. And then, like, what he was saying was like. Like a bunch of random stuff. It kind of reminded me of like uh, Donald Glover when he did. Like it was just a bunch of random stuff kind of mashed together. Right. I mean, it works. It was funny. We all was laughing, but it was, it was it was something to behold. But then like, like I would never say no one someone's a bad comic because comedy has such a huge range. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's, so and
1: also too, it's like at comedy open mics. Like it's just a breeding ground. Like you can't really it's like taking a bite of an undercooked muffin and said, this tastes like shit. No, it just hasn't been cooked long enough. Yeah, okay. And that's the thing with, uh, open mic comics. Like it's really just a gym for us to get better. It's like, it's kind of pointless to judge an open mic comic, especially someone who's only been doing it for like a few months because they're still learning. They're still developing and all right. that. You know, it takes a while to learn how to walk for instance.
0: Yeah, most definitely. But <laughs> basically what I was getting at is, I would never call somebody like a bad comic because what I find funny, you might not find funny and vice yeah. versa. So what I'd be like, Oh, that's terrible. Somebody could be laughing their ass off. Then it's got, so I'll never be like someone's a bad comic, mm-hmm. but then you get people, uh, <laughs> what was his name? Alex Alexander, right? That was, you know,
1: <laughs> um, you know, normally I would, uh, refrain from, Naming names of people. No, we'll who, bleep it out. We won't. Oh, no, no, no. We'll, we'll mention it because I don't like this motherfucker. Oh, okay, <laughs> fuck it, leave it in. <laughs> I don't think he'll, listen. Uh, I don't think he'll listen to it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> he knows what he did. <laughs> right, right, right. So Alex, wanna... his name was Alexander the Decent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a hell of a name for a Is that what he wrote on the sheet? That's what he wrote on the sheet,
0: man. <laughs> Alexander that's what the, the Decent. Yeah. <laughs> So, I've only seen him do it twice. That's, that was it? He only did it the two times? Well, the infamous
1: set in question that we're going to be talking about, that was the second time the going second up. The second time. And from the very moment I met the dude, I learned something about him The. I think it's pretty important to note that I picked
0: up that I didn't like this dude <laughs> right off the <laughs> bat. No, hundred percent. Right. I didn't know who he was. Cause I missed that. I missed the week before when he had his first time on stage. Yeah. I was there for the second time. And this is, <laughs> it, it was hilarious. I don't, I mean, not in a good way. Like right. <laughs> it was, it was watching the train wreck. Just, right. It was just like, Oh my God. No. Okay. So you so, was there. So go ahead. So going back to
1: the first time, did it mean? Right off the bat, the bar didn't really care for him because he really was against trying to buy drinks. Because of course, like Riddles has a two drink minimum, which right. is pretty common for for comedy clubs, especially the open mics. Because oh no, per- so so the
0: people who don't, for the people who don't know, yeah, when you, most open mics, the way the the club or the venue makes money is having a two drink minimum. Right. That means to be there, either to participate, to be on stage, or to enjoy the comedy, you have to buy a minimum of two drinks.
1: Because the truth of the matter is, there's no money to be made in open mics. No. you not, got just to justify confident. the club for opening up the lights and, like, opening their doors and wasting energy. So, yeah, there's got to be some compensation on their end, too. So that's why there's the two-drink minimum. It is what it is. Right. So Alexander didn't like paying the two-drink minimum. It was a bit of an issue. He also left his bowl on the table when he left. So that was, that was interesting. <laughs> However, his first set... It was typical like first time open mic or not great. Just kinda of did some random you know what it's like get the first if, mic. If, if he just out. like focused on like refining himself, we would be talking a lot more positively. That didn't happen though. <laughs> Instead the second time the second time I remember this very vividly. I remember I was talking to the host, Phil Landrio, and we were at the bar just chit chatting away. And then this dude just runs up to us, like, excited and giddy as <laughs> all hell. And says, dude, tonight I'm going to be saying the N-word. Except for he didn't say it in the politically correct way that I just phrased it. No, nah. he went full
0: hard R in this case. So, just to interrupt, so I was sitting there waiting for the night to start. Yeah. Uh, I think at the time, at that exact moment, I think I was the only black person there. Um and he came up and sat next to me. He goes, What's going on man? I'm like, Alex. Oh, what's up, bro? You know what I'm saying? And he goes, uh, hey man, you know, comedy's all about speech and you know, about being free, or whatever. And I'm like, Yeah, yeah. Then he uh referenced uh the George Carlin, the the seven dirty. He days, was not trying to do a version of the seven dirty words. Seven dirty words. Yeah. And so like he's he's sitting there talking to me about it. He goes, Man, you think it'd be okay if I if I just dropped the N bomb? And I'm like, No, no, that's not okay. Don't don't do that. He's like, oh man, some people are cool with it. Yeah, I'm not one of them. Don't, just don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> he was like, man, it, it's cool though. It's cool. No, I don't care how many times you say it's cool. It's not. No, this is what I said. This is not what I said in my head. This is what I said to him. No, it, that's not cool. Don't do that. Right. I, I don't think you should do that. He's like, no, no, it's cool, man. It's cool. No, it's not. Like, don't. Because. Just if you have to ask me if it's okay to say it, then you shouldn't, <laughs> yeah. I think that's, then, a, good, that's a good rule. Thumb. You shouldn't be saying just don't, you know what I'm saying? Because that right. means you You obviously you're gonna say something offensive that oh, yeah. would probably make me want to whoop your ass, so like then just don't, you know? So, yeah, yeah. I'm
1: like, just don't. Um, and so I told Phils like, dude, we gotta do something about this, <laughs> either like don't put them up or. Put him up at the very end mm. and hope that most of us leave before the second. <laughs> Phil went with the second option. Okay. The problem is Alexander thought that he was a fucking genius <laughs> for his hot take mm-hmm. and went around telling every motherfucker in the parking lot who was smoking a cigarette that he was going to be dropping the N-word on stage. <laughs> so, of course, everyone kind of stuck around and watched to see what happened. <laughs> maybe maybe prepared to whip his ass a little bit, too. Honestly, I wouldn't blame him.
0: Yeah, because um, Brandon King was there. Yeah, uh, Casey. Casey got, was there. Yeah, from Casey Indiana. got up and left.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, Casey was uncomfortable, man. Well. And the thing, too, was a. Uh, how I put this eloquently is like,
0: he kind of wussed out on saying it too. Yeah, no, nah, he 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 prepped you. You know what I'm saying? Like you, instead of just saying it like he wanted to, he led up to it, and he was like, "Yeah, you know." I'm a And then so you were, you had a little bit of a cushion. You knew it was coming, so it didn't hit as hard. It was. <laughs> well, he, he said it,
1: like away from the mic too. Uh, but but the thing too is like he was talking about like is a seven dirty words bit. It's gonna be about racial slurs. But then how he sets it up is like, yeah, I got a new version of seven dirty words. Uh, that have words like asshole and n word. And
0: where's the other five? Yeah, yeah he had like three words. <laughs> like, like what? Like no, you just like you could tell he just all he wanted to say. He just wanted to say the n word, and it was it was so funny. And like. I guess the reason I laugh so so hard about it is because he really meant for it to be offensive, then he yeah. had his fiance there on facebook live Facebook live in his set mm-hmm. and it's like you so you're doing this to offend people that's it that's it that's all oh yeah not I mean, yeah he was dying for it, but that's not how you do things you know what I'm saying like uh what, what's that one comic from Seinfeld oh
1: um uh, um uh, Michael Richardson
0: yeah. And he called hell for saying it, but it was different. You know what I'm saying? He was already somebody the way you said it, so that's what he was looking for to be offensive. And like I can, i was sitting like fairly close to him. He's on Facebook telling everybody, "Yeah, I did it. I did it. I did it. I did it." And uh, uh, he wanted to say, you know, call people you know gay and use the race the the, the hmm. slur for that. And <laughs> not really. I kind of want to fight him. I mean, t- to be honest, you know what I'm saying? Don't you know how like people say something that offends you and just kind of laugh it off? You just kind right. of laugh yourself. That's what I had to do, because I'm like, yo, if I if I be any close to this guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, that that word comes with consequence. It is funny because I I was talking to my coworker, one of my new coworkers the other day, mm. and about the N word. He just being, I guess, inquisitive. He was like, so how come I can't say it? I'm like, because I said you can't. And then he's like, <laughs> he said, words never hurt nobody. I say, say that word and you will, like. <laughs> <laughs> this would be the first time words have hurt. Try, try me.
1: So uh, here, here's the way I look at things. Hear, Don't worry, I'm not going to go into like alt-right <laughs> uh, propaganda, but but like when no, uh,
0: about especially,
1: especially but, but when when white people say, how come I can't say it's like, dude. You guys had
0: 200 years where you could say it, man.
1: Right. Dude, I was saying, give it a really.
0: break, man. Say <laughs> it at home. Just not in front of me. How about right. that? Like <laughs> That's it. That's all. It's to, to each his own. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so like the way I see it, if I wouldn't want you saying it in front of me, I didn't say it. Obviously, I've been saying it in words this whole time. Do I say it on a regular? Yeah, I say it. Yeah. But out of respect, I'm not going to sit here and just keep dropping it and then it's. Don't want you to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, that's not how I operate. But well,
1: especially like in the way that he was using the context, like it, it was hard art. It was hard art, <laughs> hard art, and it wasn't really in the form of a good joke. Like it wasn't, it, it wasn't justified. No, it was just simply done for shock and shock alone. And look, like I implement some form of shock. I do dark humor, but then it's like it's gotta be worth it. It's gotta be funny. It's gotta yeah. have some ounce of cleverness to it. You can't just simply like. Intend to shock people because you're just a <laughs> shitty edgelord. Right, right. That was it. For one thing, that doesn't make you funny. That just makes you a fucking dick.
0: You know, one of my favorite things he did, though, if y'all remember when we was kids, you had the little drumsticks. It was air drums. So you can yep. like kind of he had one of those. I think yes. on the last time he was there and instead of he wanted to do a mic drop so bad, he took this toy out his back pocket and, <laughs> and dropped it right for his mic drop. And. Typically, when you mic drop, it's over. He picked the toy up and continued to talk. <laughs> <I'm>
1: like, <laughs> right, and think at that point, I cut the, I turned the, uh, turned the lights on and turned yeah. the music up on him.
0: I'm like, wait, how you mic drop and then continue to go?
1: <laughs> yeah, you really like completely undid the whole motivation for doing mic drop. Right, it was, it
0: was so funny. <laughs> It was terribly hilarious I'll
1: correct you on one thing though Yes he did do that mic drop The fake prop mic But that wasn't his last time He went up there three times And the third time I don't know if you were around for this one uh, He wanted people to roast him While he was on stage Not not telling any jokes Just wanted people like Basically heckle hit him from the crowd Giving him insults What are you trying to do? Crowd work? Like I -I 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 guess if he knew what that meant <laughs> so that sounds all fun and good and all that except for this dude was the worst person to roast because instead of, you know, having people roast you and you take it and we laugh at it, right. he's like one of those dudes like for example's like Hey, man, you're fat. He's like, hey, man, I'm not that fat, man. I'm pretty skinny and all that. See, he'll, he'll try to rebuke ah. the roast. He'll try to debate. He's like, no, dude, that's, that's, that's not terrible. how roast works, man. What? You're not supposed to debate the roast. You're supposed to take it, man. Just
0: laugh at it. Like, right. Now you not. When people do that, I feel bad for roasting them. When, you know what I'm saying? If I'm roasting you and, you and you're trying to make it not as bad, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. They're like,
1: <laughs> <Right>. good? Like, <laughs> oh, the, the best part about that was, uh, so like I mentioned before, this dude had an issue with buying the two-drink men. Like, he would try to get out of doing it. He would try to fight it. And when the bartender, Dominic, heard that people were roasting He just ran into the showroom, and from what he told me, his drawers were about to fall down because he didn't adjust his pants. So he comes in pretty much like, I don't know, like like pretty close from having his pants to having down to his ankles, and then he just yells out, buy your two drinks! (laughs) And everyone just like erupts in laughter, and he was salty as all hell. Oh man, <laughs> and he was such a goddamn sour puss about it. And yeah, that was the last time he showed up. That's all we need to
0: do. Yeah, thank god. If, yeah, if there him. was a handbook on what not to do, <laughs> yeah. just this story alone, <laughs> yeah, you don't do any of these, you would be a okay. <laughs>
1: I mean, really, he would have been okay if he just didn't say the N-word. But the other things, too, that didn't help either. It's
0: it's, it's a collection of all that together. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, All right, we'll switch gears here. So we're just past Christmas, coming into New Year's. How was your Christmas? It was okay. I just drank. Yeah. Do you have, like, your favorite Christmas, like your favorite Christmas ever?
1: My favorite Christmas ever? Yeah um the one where family didn't show up <laughs> <laughs> i guess that was kind of this year that was pretty much this year yeah, <laughs> yeah so, i don't know like to tell you the truth i don't really care about christmas too much like it's just a fucking holiday man and even so it's just a holiday in december you can't do shit because it's cold <laughs> as hell outside man
0: and man, i thought it was always strange that parents would get you bikes <laughs> living in Chicago.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Can't ride riding the house, just down the hallway, just so your parents can take pictures. And they probably got the bikes because, hey, they're cheaper in <laughs> the <winter> time. <laughs> it's like when they're selling cars. Oh, it's cheaper. Right, right. Now, so my favorite Christmas, and uh, my big sister, like, just never lets me forget it. Yeah. I got a uh, Nintendo 64. It was like the Star Wars racing game came with it. Oh, Pod and, Racer? Yeah. And I got a bunch of Pokemon cards. And when I open up the Pokemon cards, all you could hear me throughout the house like, oh, I got Pokemon cards. And yeah. like, every time it's Christmas, my big sister reminds me of that moment. And like, growing up, I used to hate it. But then like, as an adult looking back on it, I'm like, no, fuck that shit. That was my favorite fucking Christmas. Yeah, right. I got a Nintendo 64. Fucking uh Star Wars uh pie racing and fucking Pokemon cards. That's a goddamn damn good Christmas if I can ever recall it. That's a right. really good Christmas. <laughs> Nintendo
1: sixty four and
0: Pokemon cards? And Pokemon
2: cards. What? Yes.
0: <laughs> That's my favorite Christmas. Are you a big uh New Year's Eve celebrator?
1: I will say I do prefer New Year's over Christmas. Just because, you know, going to like the pretentious philosophical mindset here is Mm -hmm. I feel like New Year's is a little bit more important because it symbolizes the human evolution. No one's the same person each year. We all go through changes, we all grow in different ways, we all regress in certain ways. Me last year is a different person from me right now.
0: As it should be. I don't
1: I don't know how anybody could strive to be the same. But really, it's also a good holiday to get shit-faced, too. Oh
0: yeah, most definitely.
1: Yeah, and pretty much like any holiday. That, that's essentially what holidays are for. They're just like excuses for <laughs> us to get shit-faced. I mean, Labor Day, for instance, that's like the laziest like holiday name ever. It's like,
0: hey, no, I, I, Labor I, I Day, never I don't got it. A fuck, I never, just, I never got Labor Day. Labor meaning work, but no work. Like what? Yeah, right. You got to celebrate work by not working. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> No, so I got a, a New Year's like tradition. Man, my best friend is doing doing this. For coming up on ten years, mm-hmm. we pretty much get together and get shit faced. So oh, nice. He lives in Tenley now, so we've been going to his house for the past uh, shit. He been there three, four years or whatever. So that's the tradition. We. It's a good tradition. Um, and we got so many stories. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to get my best friend on because our first New Year's is something of legends. If only between us two, <laughs> oh,
1: okay, okay, okay. I see.
0: We were, um, we were in the city in a terrible part of the neighborhood. Well, in a terrible, terrible neighborhood, and that's coming from me. My best friend's white, and so oh. he just stuck out like a sore thumb, you know. <laughs> yeah. And um, we went to um, the liquor store there because ah, we needed liquor, it was New Year's without being drunk, mm-hmm. and so we go there. I keep it short because I'm pretty sure he's going to want to tell his version, too. We go there, and um, somehow or another, he thinks that the store is getting robbed. Uh, <laughs> but okay. My, his version of the store is getting robbed. My version, no, it's not. So we walk to the liquor store. Like I said, we're in a terrible neighborhood. Um, so we cross the street. A car pulls up, and people hop out to go to the liquor store. You can't park on the main street, so the driver just kind of sit there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he swears up and down that the person got out and had a gun. That's what he saw. What I saw was a person get out the car and adjust their hoodie. That's, that's what you do, right? You got in the car, the hoodie slid up, so you get out, pull it back down. So he's like, yo, he got a gun. I'm like, he don't. What are you talking about? He's like, no, they're going to rob the place. No, the fucking night, they're going to rob the place. But we get inside the liquor store. is owned by um, people from the Middle East. Um, I don't know exactly where they're from. I don't want to just call them Arabs. <laughs> but owned from people from the Middle East. And um, – just so happened, again, he's the only white person there. And the owner of the store is fucking with him. So we we walking, <laughs> walking through the store. We're in one aisle. The owner's in the other aisle. He's just like, hey, Snowflake. Yo, Casper. <laughs> 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 it's just like fucking with him. And it it's so funny because my best friend, he's freaking out. He didn't hear none of that until he called him Casper. So he's freaking out because he's planning an escape route because they are gonna rob the place. Like, <laughs> So when the owner goes, hey, Casper, he perks up. He goes, what, what? And so the owner's laughing, everybody's laughing. I'm like, dude, calm down. I'm like, dude, what are we getting? we at the little cooler getting beer. What are you? What are we getting? Yeah, huh? What What are we buying? He's like, oh, oh, just grab some Bud Light. So we grab like two cases of Bud Light. I'm like, yo, you good? He's like, no, I'm just planning, yo. This shit go down. We got to get out of here. I'm like, calm down, bro. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen. So we pay for the stuff. He's underage at the time. I don't think I'm just barely 21. And uh, so we're walking back. He has a case. I got a case. And we're walking underneath the viaduct. And the viaduct have the real thick pillars. Right. And so he's like, dude, where if the cops come? And so I'm joking. I turn around real quick. Can't see nothing because we're underneath the viaduct. I'm like, ah, right, there go the cops. <laughs> he go the <to> fucking cops. <laughs> <laughs> they pull past us. And he figured out. He's like, oh, shit, oh, shit. I'm like, yo, give me the case. You know what I'm saying? I'm a vape. I'm the cops stop, bag up, and roll the window down. So I just stopped, I shrug my shoulders, show the shoulder case of beer. They roll the window up and pull off. I'm pretty sure they was like, "Fuck this white person doing out here." <laughs> 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 so they pull off. And we we go back and we have a good ass time. And um, <laughs> the most funny part about the whole story is we was at my friend Marcus' house. We lost Marcus. Uh, <laughs> You lost him. (laughs) On some straight uh, hangover type shit, we lost Marcus. Uh, Marcus got drunk, among some other things, so he cross-faded. He went outside. Kamehameha, my girlfriend at the time. No, the girl I was trying to talk to at the time. (laughs) It ran off into the night. It just fucking ran off, huh? His wife is, we'll find Marcus. I'm like, I don't know where he went. And so, this is like midnight, the pinnacle. The pinnacle of the whole fucking night. Yeah. I'm outside walking in circles looking for Marcus. (laughs) Sound like I'm looking for a lost puppy. Marcus! Marcus! (laughs) Where are you, boy? Yo! (laughs) So, this is, like I said, this is right after midnight. Let's say 1230. Yeah. It's now 3 in the morning. I'm ready to go. The night is blown. Here come fucking Marcus. (laughs) His shirt's ripped. His knuckles are bleeding. What the fuck? Marcus got into a fight with a building.
1: <laughs>
0: wait, 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 wait. A brick and mortar building. He got into a fight. Let him tell it. He won. Um, but he went back to his old neighborhood or whatever. Fought the building. <laughs> it came back. Calm. What the fuck did the and building do <laughs> to him? He comes back calm. And I'm like, here's Marcus. I'm leaving. And I left. <laughs> It was, it was a crazy night. And that's just a quick synopsis. If I ever get my best friend to come on the show, i go way into it. But, you know, that that was our first New Year's, kicking it. Yeah, Number one to kick it off, and we have not missed a New Year's since. And so this New Year's, that's that's the plan.
1: It's a hell of a New Year's story. <laughs> I could kind of relate to the, what Marcus did because there was definitely a time where I got so fucked up where I kind of uh, roamed away from the pack, yeah. so to speak. And they... <laughs> I think I might as well tell this story. So this was about like uh, a few years ago. This was a blackout Wednesday, you know, Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And meeting up with a couple of my friends. I brought over some great
0: You ever heard of Blackout Wednesday? Okay, oh, it's, a, it's a Caucasian
1: thing. Okay. Yeah, I guess thing. I don't know. But, but yeah. Wednesday before Thanksgiving, we'll just go with that. Yeah, no, no. If figured got a
0: name, this, yeah. I, I was just verifying. Cause I, right I'm like, I've never heard of it. I mean, ask Curtis. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's kind of a tradition to get to incredibly drunk. Okay. Smart. So, get some Grey Goose, pre the that pretty hard, went to a bar. And then the rest was just kind of a haze because <laughs> before I knew it, I was walking over to my buddy's house. It's like, yeah, what the fuck is that. Whatever. I, I'll just walk over to my car. Just get, just get going it was cold get to my car look at my phone they're trying to get home he's like hey, you know what i'll i'll, I'll call him later and all that so next day wake up and i hit them up say hey sorry about that guys it got pretty fucked up roamed around a little bit i'm all good <laughs> how you guys been what happened it's like oh yeah we got jumped looking for you <laughs> Yeah, so apparently what happened was one of my boys, Steve, he was trying to look for me and then in some way or another kind of mouthed off to this one chick and of course, like these dudes who were trying to give her I'm presuming anyway all jumped them.
0: Oh, gosh. Jumped both my friends. Oh, gosh.
1: <laughs> and you just
0: out frolicking.
1: <laughs> and I don't want to like make it seem like that I got off scot I felt real bad about I mean, yeah, this. I course. felt like I should have like should have been there, yeah.
0: Right, right. That's that's the. That's oh, I wouldn't feeling. have been.
1: Ain't helping that stuff, too. <laughs> I probably would. Have. Probably will just try to slink away. Try to watch back. Oh god, this is awful.
0: <laughs> Why are you fighting them guys? It'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Give moral support. <laughs> so, with Christmas comes like all the lights and decorations. Yeah. How long do you think people should keep them up?
1: So. In my perfect world, I would say, like, don't, don't even borrow Christmas decorations. <laughs> like, why bother? You're going to take it down anyway. What Why put the effort and put them on your goddamn gutters? <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, all right, so a week. A week after Christmas the most. I feel like that's appropriate. After so
0: right after New Year's, you should start taking it down.
1: Yeah, because, of course, there's some people that, that'll say, Oh, no, the, the week after Christmas is still Christmas time. You know, that kind of bullshit. <laughs> it's like How come people don't say About Labor Day It's like Oh no Tuesday for Saturday Is still Labor it's still Day
0: Labor week Day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no I never thought about it That deep What you think Curtis How, how long should people Keep up their Christmas decorations I feel like Once it hit New Year's Once they hit New Year's So I Damn you say by the eve I mean, I, th- I think it's still nice to see them, like, on like New Year's night, go out. They still have the lights and stuff up. I mean, it's the holiday, like, season, right? I mean, I get get it with the whole thing. But, you know, people will put it up right after Halloween. Like, mm-hmm. as they remove Halloween decorations, they put no Christmas decorations. So, it's like, you got the whole month. <laughs> Two months. I guess if they went, like, all out. Balls deep. Yeah. <laughs> all this shit up. Because I mean, yeah, you ain't ready to take it down so quickly. You want to show off what you did. It used to be a house by my old house, and these people had interchangeable decorations. So pretty mm. much picture a snowman mixed with Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> they was okay. able to pick the pieces apart. So for Easter, it was a bunny. You know what I'm saying? Every, every Valentine's Day was a cupid. They, You know, they there's one thing they just kept redecorating. I'm like, that's ingenious. Like, you never had to really pull it up, take the face off. Put the new one on. Like, <laughs> I mean, the Easter money looks like a snowman, but
1: <laughs> for St. Pay's Day, they just got Liam
0: Neeson. <laughs> That's good enough. So, what's like your favorite holiday to celebrate? I like Halloween. Halloween, you're a Halloween person. I, I do like Halloween, man. Did you dress? Do you like? You still dress up and stuff. To a certain extent. I
1: didn't dress up this year. I just wore what I'm wearing right now. Basically, my basic comedy attire which is just <laughs> bandana, black leather gloves, and a black damn jacket. I
0: just figure you wear this all the time. Eh,
1: kind of. <laughs>
0: Catching grocery shopping.
1: <laughs> no, I'll, every now and then I do have uh, people who like uh, run into me and say, like, how'd you guess me for to face? Oh, the bandana, of course. <laughs> and the, the fact that my my face mask matches with the bandana right, too, right. That, that gives it away too. So you gotta set gotta represent your brand, you know what I'm saying? Oh, most
0: definitely, most definitely.
1: Yeah, you gotta represent your brand so that way people know to ignore you. <laughs> <laughs> Are you like a big
0: Valentine's person?
1: No, I'm not like huge in Valentine's Day. It's like you can get laid any day. It doesn't have to be
0: Valentine's Day. <laughs> Are and you that, seen as lesser if you can't get laid on Valentine's Day? Was that? Again? Are you seen as lesser? Uh, maybe. I haven't really <laughs> thinking like that.
1: Maybe i just choose not to think of like that.
0: <laughs> Valentine's Day, you know,
1: I'll, I'll say this. Valentine's Day is definitely a good day if you want to just cry by yourself. You know, <laughs> right? there's, there's advantages to that. It's appropriate for that. I mean, you ever try crying yourself to sleep on Christmas? It's sad, you know, because there's Christmas music. There's lights. <laughs> and, you know, from your window, you can see an inflatable frosty
0: snowman. And yeah, you're trying of- to cry to Mariah Carey all I want for Christmas. <laughs> No, so no, You're no. lying, Mariah, if no, you no. don't want me
1: No, no, I don't cry to Mariah Carey I cry to that fucking Paul McCartney song You know, the one goes Simply happy A wonderful Christmas time Like 17 goddamn times yeah. over 5 minutes That's what you cry to Because if you want depression If you want to feel like the lowest of lows You pull on that shit
0: That's hilarious <laughs> You got anything you specifically want to talk about? Um... I mean, we could talk about
1: politics, but I'll just let you know, I don't know shit about Syria. <laughs> I don't know why. When it comes to foreign affairs, like, we're always – it always goes back to Syria in some way. Or like, America is kind of like, you know, the the ex-girlfriend. You know, Syria is like the guy and, and all that. And America is like the one who claims that they moved on and all that, but she keeps, <laughs> like, rearing her ugly head to keep sabotaging Syria's relationships and all that.
0: So – have you heard like um, like Americans? We're we're pretty much our mindset is pretty much stuck in America. We have like no real knowledge of the rest of the world. We really and, don't, and that's like a, a true American thing. It is like it's it's like baffling though. You know what I'm saying? Because like all the time you can see on the internet of people from overseas guessing the states, and it's hilarious, right? Because yeah, they can get some right, but like, what I what I notice is that they be having some of the names down packed. But I probably couldn't, like, point out Poland real quick on a map, let alone try to name <laughs> <laughs> a city in Poland or Switzerland. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm like, yo, like, we some cocky motherfuckers as Americans. We are. <laughs>
1: entitled. I think that's a way to put it. Like, and the thing is, too, is, like, a lot of us act like that. We don't have it so good and all that. And what drives me crazy is, like, when people, like, have bumper stickers that says, Wake up and smell the tyranny. He's like, bro, if you were living in a tyrannical garment, you'd fucking
0: get decapitated for having that bumper sticker. (laughs) For real, just for having the sticker. So I'm like, I I don't know. Like, I want to broaden my my horizon when it comes to that stuff. But I'm not going to lie, it's just easier not to.
1: (laughs) It's easier not to, and also, too, it's like, it's just brings a better peace of mind to be aloof from that kind of stuff. Right, you get right. What I mean? The ignorance because, is bliss dude, type thing. some of that stuff is like fucking crazy. It's, <laughs> it's just too much. You can't do anything about it. People are just going to do some wild ass shit, and you just got to let it be.
0: Have you been out the country?
1: I have not been out the country. I mean, I've been to Indiana. I don't know if that counts. Close enough. Yeah.
0: Will <laughs> <laughs> you plan on visiting outside Man, the country? I,
1: would, I definitely would like to and all that. Like, where would you go? Probably Europe. Maybe like Scandinavia, Norway, Sweden. Scandinavia. Where's that? What's that close by? Well, that's in Europe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's by an ocean, I think. (laughs) (laughs) What's there? Like what's is there is that like a touristy place? Or is it just is that like some lineage there? Is that why you want to go?
1: Well, I'm a metalhead and you know, a lot of favourite a lot of my favorite metal bands come from the Scandinavian area, so I like to go check that out. Yeah. Also, they do have like some touristy attractions for that type of scene
0: too. Oh, like some metalheads here. Too.
1: Yeah, they basically like uh, showcase all the the churches that got burned down in Norway by some of those metal musicians. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that'd be pretty cool having that tour bus check that out. (laughs) Oh, something completely
0: random. Did you hear about the the explosion that happened on Christmas in Nashville? I did hear about that, too. What Did you hear about it, Curtis? Like, so I I heard about it, like, on Christmas, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't, like, much information out. Yeah. Have you seen, like, there's, like, a little security clip before it exploded, I haven't seen the clips
1: of the event prior to the explosion or the explosion itself, but I have like,
0: heard like a few reports on it. So I, I watched one of the clips, and before this RV exploded, um, it had uh, like an alarm going off. Yeah, yeah if you're it in was the announcing area, people. Yeah, to, to get away from it. And um, I guess as a wannabe comic, my mind usually just goes right to a funny place. And all I can think of is, I hope there was no white people in the area, because instead of walking away, y'all probably would have investigated it. Like, why is it telling me to go away?
1: (laughs) All right, all right, all right. So,
0: real quick, I just
1: got this idea in my head. So, if that van really wanted people to evacuate, they just need to change the message. They just need to say... Um. Hi. Uh, just just letting you guys know that there's a comedy open mic about to start, <laughs> and you have motherfuckers <laughs> leaving <laughs> out in droves,
0: like they're Syrian refugees. <laughs> <laughs> what? But one of the odd things I find about it though is that uh, I guess still official reports is they're not sure if it was intentional. Like what? What part of this whole entire thing? Does not seem intentional. This was an accidental bomb. Like, <laughs> is this still something on the table that can be an answer to this? So I think they updated the reports on that. Uh, you have to speak up because people keep saying they can't hear you when you talk. You, okay. Uh, apparently, the dude that did it, it, I guess he blew up with the truck. Oh, he was in there. Yeah. Fuck That's, that. that. Maybe he couldn't get the door open. <laughs> like, oh, hey, could shit. you imagine panicking like that? You sit yo, you park because like this is not something you just do overnight. Really? You know what I'm saying? You plan it. But, All right, I'm gonna park you right here. That building's gonna blow up, that one's gonna go up, it's gonna be amazing. And I'm gonna be walking around, be the unit bomber. Nobody's gonna know it's me. And you're gonna be like, All right, it's time. Boop. Countdown start, the announcement starts. Fuck, where are the keys? <laughs> oh, fuck, it's jammed. I knew this was gonna jam. <laughs> oh, fuck, that's right. I came in through the pasture side door. <laughs> and there's like two seconds left, and he's trying to crawl over the see. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's fucked up. I'm sorry. Don't. <laughs> but then he blows up. And it's like. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know that happened in Nashville. And also, like, several days ago, there was a dump truck that crashed into Zany's in Nashville, too. No shit. Yeah, like, uh, I have a friend of mine who actually works in the uh, Rosemont uh, uh, Zane. Shout out to Tom Feeback. He was over there helping a friend move, and he went uh see a show there. Then three days later, a fucking dump truck just crashes into the building.
0: No shit! Yeah.
1: That's crazy. So uh, Nashville crazy right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. What the fuck? What's in Nashville? People want to blow it up, though. Was it like a bad barbecue spot? Like,
1: <laughs> say some f- pe-
0: fuck a bad review on Yelp. <laughs> Maybe some people just aren't a fan of Kenny Chesney. I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of country in Nashville, man. Oh fuck. Uh, shit. What else, Curtis? What else we got? <laughs> oh, we finna we finna go just total improv here, huh? I thought that's what we have been doing. Yeah, no, (laughs) uh, to a certain extent. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I'm just glad you came out. You know what I'm saying? Somebody who's been in the comedy game. uh, Actual comedy. I I struggle with, at what point do I call myself a comedian? You know what I'm saying?
1: Shit. uh, I've been doing this for five years, and I feel hesitant to call myself a comedian. Yeah, like seriously? For real. Like, to me, it's like, in order to call yourself a comedian, you got to be either... Working on the reg, game booked regularly, or you gotta have like a special, like some notoriety to you, Right. and I feel like that gives you the status of comedian. I you could say you're a comedian if you don't have any of that, but I don't know. For me, I just I would feel more comfortable if I fit one of those two categories. So what? Do you, so what do you consider yourself? Uh, I just consider myself a comic. Yeah.
0: What's the difference between a comic and a comedian?
1: I mean, really, nothing. It's just like certain. Connotations to each term Yeah, that comes with it Yeah, like comic It just basically implies That you're still working it out You're still trying to find your way Well, comedian means that You found a way Now you have a job This is something that you do You're a professional Yeah That's how I associate
0: comedian Right I mean, I could see it Who were some of the people You looked up to As far as comedy Um. Well, I mentioned
1: that I did like Louis C.K. He was, like, one of the guys that did really get me interested in doing comedy. Mm-hmm. George Carlin definitely is up there, too. love George Carlin. But the thing is, like, over time, like, a lot of my tastes tend to change a little bit. Like, guys like Anthony Jeselnik. Uh, hey, J- I love Anthony Jeselnik. What was that? I love Anthony Jeselnik. Oh, Jeselnik is great. Well,
0: fucking hilarious. One of the
1: best writers out there. Like, yeah, it's dark and all that, but it's so incredibly well written. Exactly. hmm It's hilarious. Um. Uh, Guys like Chris Rock, of course, Chappelle. Although I I prefer older Chappelle over new Chappelle. That's just me, though.
0: You think Chappelle, like, too woke now? Is that what it is? I don't know if it's woke
1: or it's just, like, too preachy. It's like, I liked Chappelle when he was talking about goofy shit like a homeless guy jacking off on the bus. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that shit was funny. (laughs) No, don't get me wrong. I like the newer Chappelle stuff. Some of it's pretty good, but, you know, I I don't know. I was a fan more of the older stuff. Yeah.
0: So one thing I always see when people like interview like comics and stuff they always ask who would be their comedy Mount Rushmore who mm. would you put in your all time top four
1: oh um right off the bat you gotta have Richard Pryor and George Carlin
0: have to those, those are like permanent spots
1: and those two are just you You gotta have those on there and um oof do you want to go with classic Or do you want to like It's, this? it's yours However you want uh, to go with it oof. That's a hard one To put me on the spot <laughs> Alright 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 Okay Carlin Pryor
0: I would put Eddie Murphy Yeah Why do you think People hesitate hesitant To always put Eddie up there I think Eddie
1: really was A lot more Influential To Comedy Than people give him credit for Because I think what Eddie did was he brought about like this youthful, brash, unfiltered energy to comedy that hadn't really been seen like that before.
0: You know what a lot of people, I hear a lot of people say? They always say he was like a mini Richard Pryor. right? Yeah, in so, a certain way, yeah. So, so in my head, immediately what I think is Jordan and Kobe. Right? Mm-hmm. Two totally different all-stars, but then they always go, Jordan is better than Kobe. Kobe was just uh, another version of uh, Jordan. Right. Would you consider that a fair rendition of the whole Pryor Murphy?
1: I would say so, yeah. And I guess to fill out the fourth one, I'd probably just put Lane Bruce. You know, like, I'm not, like, the biggest fan of Lane Bruce. I respect him, definitely, what he achieved, and definitely what he gave up to stand for what he believed in. Right. And for his art. But I just didn't think he was all that funny. And honestly, I felt like that Carlin and Pryor both took – Lenny Bruce's influence, and then just took something, made something of their own to influence a whole new crop of comedians. So, yeah, like Lenny Bruce was definitely instrumental, but I also think that Carlin and Pryor were even more instrumental. Those were the two guys I feel like influenced comedy the most.
0: Yeah, most definitely. You got it. You'll have a New Year's resolution? Uh,
1: no, no. No. <laughs> That's that's a hard question that. to ask than my uh my Mount Rushmore comedy. I don't know, maybe find like more people, maybe have more time to think of a proper Mount Rushmore <laughs> comedy. That's my New Year's
0: resolution. All right, I, so got, got, we, I got put on the spot here, Will. <laughs> so when we have you back here, I expect a more definite answer. How about that? <laughs> okay, it's a deal. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a big uh New Year's like resolution type person. Right. Um I don't... I mean, because... What? They say, like, 90% of the people who make a New Year's resolution don't do it. I'm like, right. How about you just set goals for yourself that you've been doing throughout the whole entire year? If you really wanted
1: to do something, why are you going to wait for the New Year? Right, right. Just it's, do it now.
0: Oh, I feel like if you wanted to start something, and you'd be like, ah, wait till New Year. That's fine. If you was something like brand new you're going to start, you can put it off one more week.
1: Yeah, and that's like most people, too, because we tend to... Uh, Put things off to the side, put on the back burner too, because that's that's a lot of people. We want to do a lot of things, but we rarely ever achieve most of them. So with New Year's resolution, people are like, oh, hey, this is this big event. This is perfect. It gives me motivated to do something new. But well, really, you could have been doing that like several weeks ago.
0: Right. No, hundred percent. Do you have like a like a dream venue?
1: A dream venue. Oof. You mean performing?
0: Yeah. Uh, like, what place would you love to see Kyle out sold out?
1: Maybe, like, Radio City Music Hall or, like, Carnegie Hall. Yeah. Carnegie Hall. And that it, could like be great to perform at Carnegie Hall. Like, but not, like, a weekend. Just, like, a one-nighter. And I want it in between, like, a piano player playing some Bach etudes. <laughs> and then, like the day after that like i don't know like rent or something like that <laughs> <laughs> like just like had me completely stick out like a sore thumb I Right, i don't want like the whole week i just want to like
0: be the an anomaly in. in the confusion in the carnegie <laughs> calendar so you got a Bach edition kyle allen rent. <laughs> yep. I don't know if Brent is still around anymore, but yeah. they, they got to come out for that, huh? Just just to break up the monotony. <laughs>
1: yeah, they're not they're not scheduling a whole month. They're just doing all for that one day, so they're gonna go, <laughs> go all out for that one.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. I don't know. It'd be funny because like a lot of time I ask people questions that like I have never thought about because mm-hmm. uh, I don't have like a like a dream venue because I know a lot of people like oh you got to go to the comedy store. What do you, what do you think about the comedy store?
1: definitely would love to go to the comedy store and all that, but I feel like I need a little bit more years in the game in order to go there. It's like,
0: well, you don't feel like you're, you're ready.
1: I mean, yeah, I guess you could say I'm ready and all that, but you know, I want to be humble. You know what I'm
0: saying? Fuck that shit. And <laughs> <Like, laughs> somebody came to you right now. Like, Hey, Kyle, I'll get you in the comedy store. We got, we got a weekend. Dude dropped out. Yeah, call. I would say, fuck. Yeah. Just
1: let me grab my bandana.
0: And my matching mask. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you at the Seven Eleven over there.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I don't know, because I like, I only got like a few months. I wouldn't dare like tell somebody that I I'm not even a comic. That's why I tell anybody. Like, no, I don't want to be comic. I'm working right. on it. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying trying to get there.
1: I did the same thing too. Like I remember, like I hid from my parents that I was doing comedy uh, for about like a good two or three months or so. Yeah, yeah. I didn't tell any of them. And then uh, when I told my mom, she's like, oh, uh, so you get paid for it? It's like, no. No, that's not how that works yet. (laughs)
0: like, like, when will you get paid? It's like, I don't know. Hopefully at some point, that's that's the closest estimate I can give you.
1: Trust me, this will pay off in about, I don't know, 10 years, give or take.
0: (laughs) Well, I've been dead for two. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) Because you know you only become more famous when you die.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Which is something to aspire to.
0: So you got a taping coming up though, right?
1: Well, I'm opening up for a taping. Yours won't be recorded, no? Well, no, it's just a... So I'm opening up for my buddy Alan Ford. Alan and me go way back. We got started in comedy around the same time. We used to roll a lot for open mics and all that. You know, we've been very close. So I'm opening up for him while he's recording his album. I think it's called working for the funny. I forget which.
0: I think so, yeah.
1: But uh, hope Alan gets better. Uh, just found out the COVID. I was supposed to have Alan. So here. hopefully uh, he gets better soon. Really want that fifty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> really want that fifty bucks, man.
0: No, because I had originally talked to Alan because um, when I started doing comedy, obviously I was going to Riddles and you and uh, Alan was like one of the first people to, I guess you know, take to me. I guess you know what I'm saying to. Yeah. Go, oh man, that was a good set. You know what I'm saying? Cause the first three, four nights I go do my set, no, and I always try to stay to the end. I want to be there for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Cause I will hope. It's you know, always a good tack to do that. I will always hope that you know people want to stay for me, which no one does. Like, yeah, people get up there do they set and fucking leave. I'm like you rude asses. Like, <laughs> I mean, you kind of get used to it. Oh yeah, now most definitely you kind of cut that real quick. I'm gonna get up there mm-hmm. do my set. You know, you guys always stuck around like, oh, good set. And i was like, okay, I'm, I'm doing something, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, have you ever told somebody bad set?
1: No. And here's the reason why is because generally for the most part, a lot of people who are doing comedy are kind of insecure as it is. <laughs> so I prefer not to say it unless they actually ask me what I really think about. Right. If they want feedback, I'll give them feedback. However, I'm not going to go up to dudes like, "Hey man, you, you, you fucking ate it, man."
0: Yeah. Have you ever, like, heard somebody like set up a joke? And you go, "Yeah, don't do that."
1: Oh well, yeah, Alexander the he <laughs> <about> that.
0: <laughs> well, other than that, so, someone uh, I guess you, you're cool with, and could be I guess able to give like honest feedback. Oof.
1: Um, there probably is. I just can't think of it right off the top of my head. has no, I was asking. Does that happen to you?
0: No, and I feel like y'all fake. Like, <laughs> 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 no one has ever told me like, like, yeah, no, you shouldn't do that, or um, I will. I know you will, mm-hmm. but I'm like all the other comics and stuff. No one has ever been like, yeah, that was cool, but maybe do, try it this way. Or no one said that yet. And I like no, all y'all fake. Until somebody give me like some bad <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> feedback or some real like constructive criticism, I'm like y'all fake. All y'all fake as hell. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. all y'all here for the little laughs. I don't know if y'all laughing with me or at me. Fuck y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like right, because
1: especially when you're going up to and when you're fresh in the game, like you don't know if people are actually being honest and real with you. Right
0: no, because I feel like everybody wants to encourage everyone to do their
1: best and then like you get that one set where it's like hey that was actually good <laughs> what about the other sets you said good job <laughs> right, <on."> right right
0: <laughs> right now i'm all down just give it to me raw you know what i'm saying like if it was bad i could work on it say something just i remember saying, like
1: one of the worst compliments i ever got was when i was like a new and uh one kind of the kind set. said you look really comfortable on stage, <laughs> which basically meant that y- you were awful. You-, you looked comfortable on stage because you were bombing. Everyone <laughs> else didn't look comfortable while you were on stage, but you looked comfortable at the very
0: least. Now, one of my one of my worst open mics so far, again, I'm fairly, legal. I can probably count on both our hands how many times I've done a mic. Um, I was at the comedy gym. Diversity Bowl, okay. Um, what's her name, Mona? She was there, and um, I forget because every, every, every time she have a different host,
1: was it a riff mic?
0: Yeah, she she loves to do the, the riff stuff, but yeah. you can still go do your regular set. She she try to encourage you know for you to riff. Uh, for both for people who don't know what riffing is, it's pretty much just off the top of your head, right?
1: Yeah, it's what we're doing right now,
0: yeah. Um, so I was there uh were some other people there you know who mo good is yeah yeah so she was there and the host i, f- I forget his name um and there was a guy another comic there his name is ginger okay uh who was a ginger
1: <laughs> well that's very fitting i yeah, guess right, yeah right right
0: so uh the guy kept referencing the host kept like referencing his joke back to ginger that's kind of you know kind of what people do you know what i'm saying yeah. and so mo good had made uh I wanna say like the assumption that he was gay for ginger. That was the running joke, right? So I get up there and um I was riffing and I was teaching people how to roast basically. And I'm like, all you gotta do is add ass to the, any type of insult. Now it's funny. You know what I'm saying? You could be like, Hey, you got a big ass head, and they'd be like, damn, why why you say that to him? I'm like, yo, big head ass and people like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, so like that's all you gotta do. And so I went around the room, you know, just kinda, you know, had people going, people was laughing. And then I went to the host, and cause I I had said something about Ginger, I'm like, oh, let me stop. I don't want you to get mad at me. I'm not trying to hit on him like you. And she stops me in the middle of my set and goes, "That's what we're not gonna do." I'm like, I'm like, wait, what? She was like, "We're not gonna gay bash." I'm like, gay bash? I didn't say anything bad about no one being gay. You know what I'm saying? Right. If anything, I piggyback off what Mo did. Mo did a whole five minute like thing about him being gay. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I made one little joke, and you just go cut me off. You know what I'm saying? And um, I ain't gonna lie, I really, at that moment, I really felt, like, defeated because she completely stopped me to pretty much tell me, oh, no, we don't do that here. And I'm
1: like... Yeah, that's gonna completely take the wind off your sails.
0: But, like, somehow or another, like I said, I wanted to just sit down. Somehow or another, I ended up like... I was like, well, fuck it. And I just went into, I guess, my written material. And people still laughed. Like, I killed. At least I felt like it did. Because yeah. everybody after that was like, oh, no, man, good say, Good way to to come back from that. Because a lot of people came. like, really? Like, I just kind of dug deep and <laughs> kept fucking going.
1: <laughs> and honestly, that's, that's a good thing to do. It like that. Try not to act defeated and try to come out triumphantly. Continue with your set, not let it bother right. you or phase you. Yeah. That's definitely a good way to go about it. Now I wasn't there, but if I were to take a guess, that was like, because you were new there, they were expecting you to say a lot worse than what you were really
0: going to say. That so, was like my third time there though. Oh, Right. <laughs>
1: I got nothing, man. I got nothing, bro. It wasn't
0: my first. It was, it was my third time. I had already started because Shake the comedian was there. Okay. So like, um, you know, what I'm saying I ain't gonna say i won't like know them, but we on some what's up type basis. I've seen you before. You know what I'm yeah, yeah. saying? And so like, that's I was already you know, mingling with other comics in the area. So like, I'm not brand spanking new. I've Spoken to her, she seen me come in. Oh, Will's here. She put, you know, I, I don't have to go. Oh, I'm Will here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, it was it was very strange and out of place, and like I kind of felt shitty because it's her room. So I'm like, damn, now nah, I can't come back here. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> but I, you know, after it was all those said and done, I'm like, look, I'm sorry if I offended anyone. After everybody in the room didn't offend anyone, and it was like funny because the host at the beginning of the show was like, oh, if you can't take a joke, you're in the wrong spot. I'm like, but damn, she cut me off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For right. me piggybacking off something somebody else said because I'm newer. That's how I felt. Anyway, nah, that was, so far, was like one of my worst, like, mic nights. I was, I was so pissed. Like, I feel like you can't like, give me like a fair shake on it. You know what I'm saying?
1: You ever had anyone try to fight you after a set?
0: No. Is that a common thing? What's up?
1: Well, no, I don't know if it's common, but it definitely happened to me. Okay, let's hear that story. What happened? All right, all right. <laughs> so, this was about, I don't know, three or four years ago. Uh-huh. And I was gearing up for my very first feature spot. I was doing a feature spot over at the Rusty Fox and Sterling. Which is about two hours away from here. That Whew. was a very fun drive. The anyway, <laughs> that's not where this incident is. <laughs> this was at an open mic in Kankakee. and there was no one at this open mic. It was just me, and my friends. So I said, "Hey, can I just do 20 minutes so I can, you know, get prepared for it?" Like, so "Yeah, sure, go ahead." So then there was like this group of people you know, kind of drunk, kind of talking, but you know what? They seem like they're kind of attentive. Right. So I did my set. And then I did the joke about suicide. <laughs> and then the drunk ass dude says, that's not funny, man. <laughs> and then he tried to charge at me. And then the producer of the open mic had to get between us. Oh gosh. And, uh, he brought him outside. i finished off my set.
0: Nah, Grandno would be like, "Oh, well that happened, bye." <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, just like uh, all of a sudden snap. Yeah, well, so really what happened was
1: apparently this dude had a buddy who committed suicide rather recently.
0: I understand but, that, but but how keep in mind though, it's
1: like my joke at the time wasn't really making fun of people who commit suicide, it was just like the concept of it. It's like it wasn't really making fun of anyone in particular. Right. But of course, you know, he was drunk, he got triggered, and then like he wanted to start fighting me. And I remember like there was this woman who was talking to me who was like friends with the guy, it's like, Oh yeah, you know, suicide, you know, it's pretty rough. You know, yeah, who killed himself. I had a friend who killed himself, and then another guy was like, yeah, me too. And I was expecting, like, a, a daisy chance. Like, yeah, hell yeah,
0: me too, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, what's up with you guys at King and King and killing themselves? I have made a suicide joke, but y'all have to go to the Patreon to watch it. I think I did it on the fa- the first Patreon that we did, Curtis. The- <laughs> I'll tell you after. I don't want to repeat it again. You got to yeah. pay for it. It's only a dollar. Uh- <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so we're going to wrap it up. You want to tell the people who you are again, where they can find you?
1: Uh, my name is Kyle Allen. You can find me on MySpace. MySpace is popping. Dude, I don't know if Wait, MySpace is still is around. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> if you can't find me on MySpace, man, you can find me on Vampire Freaks. What's that? Vampire Freaks was the goth MySpace like, back in the day, man. What? I, I never had one, but man, I knew guys who had one. It was, it was Vampire basically. Freak? What MySpace it still around? Oh my god!
0: They tried to make a little comeback though, didn't they? I remember, I, I remember seeing MySpace commercials. They tried to like bring it back, but they didn't put a lot into it. It's basically Yahoo Reddit? now. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe
1: a uh, maybe MySpace and Quibi will launch it. It come back. <laughs> my Quibi, <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: No, oh uh, yeah, no. For telling people, but, yeah, you about.
1: can find me. Uh, Uh, instagram facebook under kyle allen comedy you can also catch me around the comedy scene every now and then i do run an open mic in Bolingbrook whenever that happens on thursday cgs comedy club and also i'll be opening from my buddy alan ford for his album recording in january so aside from that just gonna be doing a whole lot of drinking you
0: want to plug in what day is that january 8th it's in valparaiso the market lounge yeah, make sure y'all go uh, support Alan Ford, support Kyle Allen, uh, the Market Lounge, and Valpo. Bring your face masks. Don't fuck to. up Indiana, too. It's bad <laughs> enough here as it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, make sure y'all follow Third Post Media. That's post like your heartbeat, not post. Plus, I, I don't know how many more times I can say this. Uh, make sure y'all follow me on all platforms. Simply just will. Make sure y'all subscribe to the Patreon. It's $1. Get all the exclusive stuff. Me and Curtis go sit down. We do a Patreon talk after each and every podcast, um, and that's where you can hear my suicide joke. So right, and make sure to donate to their Patreon because they still gotta pay me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that off. Uh, hey, you got security right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, y'all. We out. <laughs> all right, take it.